Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 154. We talk about HubSpot social reporting, the Academy refresh, and meetings troubleshooting. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and features, and strategies for growing your marketing and sales results. We hope you enjoy the podcast as much as HubSpot CEO Brian Halligan does. Thanks for creating this podcast. It's awesome. I listen to it on the weekends and I really enjoy it. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found and with me is Craig Belly from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Uh, yeah, pretty good. And well, I hope our listeners are enjoying it as much as Brian Halligan, as you said. And uh, if they are enjoying it, you know what? I just want to say a big shout out to Chris Mottram, who edits and produces our podcast. I was listening to some recent recordings I did. I have these really bad, annoying habits. Yes. It's only because I was listening back to our raw recording. Then I was listening to the ones that actually go out and I was like, oh, wow, they clean up quite a lot. <laughs> They're a lot better. I was going, oh, Chris, um, I think I do this annoying thing. He said, yeah, a lot of people do that, but I edit it all out. You know, these annoying uh, yes. clicking sounds and stuff. I'm just totally not aware of it until I was listening back. Thank you, Chris. Uh, for making us sound better. If anyone actually needs, because we actually got one of our listeners call in and or write in and say, oh, what do you do to produce your shows? And yes. yeah, point them straight on to Chris at Mottram. What's Mottram Media? It's now Podcastly. Yes. Yeah. So we've got a link in the show notes. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thank you, Chris, for editing all our podcasts since we've started. So it's been a long relationship. All right, Craig, on to uh, Inbound. There's some more speakers been announced. Anyone of interest? Yeah, there are some interesting ones, actually. Brian and Damesh. They'll be speaking. <laughs> wow. There's no bio on them, but hey. <laughs> Isn't that funny when you're going through the speakers, you can click through, see the bios of all. Brian and Damesh, no more information. I could who, not click on them. Who are these guys? Yeah. I, I want to know if they're credible speakers. International meta mystery, I say. <laughs> all right, Craig, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. And this is to do with full reporting on, on social within HubSpot. And I just want to highlight three things in here. Previously, you'd probably realize that if you posted from any other social tool you choose, you probably didn't see any tracking in HubSpot, but now you will start to see that. That's really clever, I think. And kind of one of those things in hindsight, you go, well, yeah, of course. Why wasn't it always like this? But a whole bunch of technical stuff goes on in the background. Really good to see this. And the second one is getting insight into social media performance. So when you when you connect your accounts in, it'll actually pull all that data in. So it's a great place to start, actually. And number three is track some new metrics within the social tools, including number of shares, impressions, and information on how your audience is growing over time. And these are just really quick, very well laid out, and I think gives a great first impression so you can see exactly where you're at. Good to see they're giving the social tool a bit of love. It is getting better. There are still some things that I quite like in Buffer that HubSpot doesn't do yet. So one of them is the ability to reshare based on previous results. So you can kind of say, oh, that one did yes. well. Oh, I'll reshare that to Twitter. Correct. But other than that, it's pretty close now. It's really good. The scheduling tool, the Chrome extension is really good. It's, it's pretty sleek. All right, onto our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. And this is to do with the meetings tool. And there's often, I've come across this over time, people are like, oh, why can't I book here? Like, why I set this up and I, I tell them, tell them between 10 and 12, I could go to, anyway, they've got a troubleshooting feature that's available now. And it will actually tell you why a slot can't be booked. Obviously, mainly it's because they're looking in your calendar and something's already there. And this is a great way to actually troubleshoot 
in the calendar and see why things can't be booked. Now, Craig, on to the gotcha of the week. Now, as we were trying to think up what could we possibly focus on as a gotcha of the week, I'll just tell you that today's date is the 9th of April, which means a week or so ago. There were some very happy people around, were there? HubSpot had their outage, and we're not going to go into it because really I think, well, there's not much we can say about it. Although, you know what? I like their blog post where I learned about some new tools. Oh, yeah. use. I'm always interested to know what companies use uh, behind the scenes. For yes, and their... what new tools did you pick up? Well, right? about Zookeeper and Kafka. Like, I, I am sure this will be of no interest to 99% of our audience, but I thought it was really good in their post explaining what went wrong. They kind of explained, here's how we set up our servers and here's how we do the scaling between them and here's the tools we use and this is what broke and this is why this happened. Interesting. I mean, it didn't make up for the fact of all the problems it caused and, you know, the pain. Did you have many problems with clients and, and your own portal? Surprisingly, that day I've been, I was out of meetings, so I didn't actually realise... Until the end of the day. And then I realized what was going on. <laughs> Backlog of clients. Yeah, That's what's right. Going on? What's going on? <laughs> Although a lot of things stopped, uh, I think for us, the main feedback we got from clients is reporting was out, which I thought was interesting. It's not like, oh, my, I can't update a list or the workflow's not going. They no. kind of got that, but it's like, oh, my dashboard's not out. What, how many leads have we got? What are the sales? Correct. Yeah. Which is really good, which means that people are looking at them on a daily basis. And we always encourage customers to actually look at that as a starting point on a daily basis, or we send that um, scheduled email every morning with what's on the dashboard. So, yeah, definitely. And I know you said a couple of your emails didn't trigger well, on, your, on your Yeah, I just had workflows not fire and just emails not go out, and they didn't catch up. It was just like not gone two days of emails just didn't get sent. So, yeah. What's so- the lesson from this, Craig? I was actually wondering that. I don't know if there's a lesson for us because HubSpot did all they could and the status updates were there and it, well, it just sucked, right? There was big That's problems. Right. But what, what, would you, what did you and, learn from it? And my thing here is is that this is not isolated to HubSpot. If we look the week before, we had Google, we had Facebook, and this is just a part of life. Stuff happens, and I know we both have lived in software backgrounds and in the software world. Things do go wrong and there is a level of give I guess you've got to expect but I think the key thing here is keeping people informed and being in the know of what's going on and having those regular updates so I always go back to that place of going to the status.hubspot.com any good software company that has this will have a system status page that you could go to find out what's going on yeah where was that hosted but why don't we use those tools <laughs> now it's like when they say oh planes crash why don't they make it all out of the, some of this black box material yeah very funny right here's something interesting in backing up your point about people just getting used to it because we did have one client that's going what's going on there's something's wrong you, you've missed something you know those kind of clients that overreact and then go oh look hubspot's having a bit of an outage oh okay no worries and it's kind of like it wasn't the fact that things weren't working. It was that they didn't know why it wasn't working. There was an unknown. Once you go, oh, look, there's there's an outage here. There's problems here. It's on the stat. Oh, okay. It's kind of like, okay, people do accept that. I don't know if we're becoming more tolerant to outages. Maybe maybe we are. We probably have to be. But... Well, there's no other option, is there? Yeah. All right, Craig, on to the marketing tip of the week. And I thought this is a gold one. It's building a Facebook marketing audience 
based on visitors that came from a Google ad. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. I got this from TTT, Traffic Think Tank. That was one of the tips that was in there. It's really nice because if someone comes to your site from a Google ad, it might indicate there's higher purchase intent. That's right. As opposed to just coming from a social link or, or even organic for that matter. So depending on your business, you might find Google paid traffic is higher intent and higher value. And therefore building a remarketing audience in Facebook around that to catch them, providing they don't go on to purchase, could be useful. So yeah, we've got a screenshot, but you're just basically going to build an audience based on a URL that includes that Google Click ID Correct. parameter in it. We've got a screenshot of how that works. That's right. And the other the other point to this is use it with exclusion audiences. So remarket to this, but exclude them if they did purchase or they did fill out whatever the conversion exactly. point was. Now, what I want to highlight is when you get a chance is have a look at where Craig has named his audience. And this this is, I think we've spoken about this before, but a good naming convention should help you actually understand where things are at and what they're used for. So I would encourage you to actually have a look at this and we should probably tweet this screenshot out for some good naming conventions. And this applies not just to the way you name audiences, the way you name workflows, pages, images, everything within the system. If you get this right, It'll make a massive difference to your life. All right, Craig, on to our insight of the week. Do you think Google tracks you? Well, I was stunned to read this study or this survey where they asked people a range of variations on the subject of, do you think Google tracks you? Yeah, and other platforms, I think it was. Uh, Well, it referenced other platforms like Facebook as well, but basically Google. And so they're asking, to summarize it, they're asking people, do you think Google tracks what you do when you're not on Google? And I, well, based on this study, more than half of people were like, no. No, you realise Google's tracking you everywhere kind of thing, you know, your phone, whatever you do, the cookies, all this. Okay. People don't know that. Now, I'll just preface it by saying this is another one of those studies where there was a 1,000 people in the study, yes. which I'm always dubious, you know, about these studies, about how accurate or reflective they are on general population. But, yeah, a 1,000 people, but this is it. People don't seem to think that they have no privacy. <laughs> this is it. So here's the understatement, the summary. Our findings show that many of Google's data practices deviate from consumer expectations. (laughs) (laughs) And underneath that, you've got a gold cartoon. Nice. um, Thank you, Captain Obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Our next shot's going to be the pop-up of the week, Craig. I found some gold here. I feel like our friends at Inbound have been listening to this show and have implemented really specific pop-ups on pages. So I, I went to, for example, the Jada Pinkett Smith page, and I was really surprised. I was like, I saw this pop-up say, want to see Jada Pinkett Smith? Passes starting at just $99. Register or not now. And I thought, oh, this is really interesting. I want to click everywhere. And that's where I try to click on Brian and Dimesh, and I got nothing. So, But anyway, good on you guys for using very specific pop-up forms. <laughs> Are we just taking credit for that? They listen to this show. No, but that's uh, it. Is good to say. I want to know what their pop up tool is. I'd love Maybe to it's know. a test. They're testing a new variation of pop up forms from HubSpot. It's not because it's just a link through. There's no form fields. I know. But on their blog, they have nice pop ups. Better than the pop up forms in HubSpot. Great. It's like they don't use their own tools. They they use something else. I'd like to know what it is. But anyway, well done on that on those pop ups. Yes, yeah, well done. All right, the resource of the week, Craig, and this is to do with the facelifted. 
HubSpot Academy. Yes. Blog post about it. I think they've done a nice job, much better front end kind of getting into the certifications, I think. It's a lot easier to understand. I remember I've been sharing um, training and certification with people that have been thinking or considering using HubSpot or getting into HubSpot and training. Uh, generally, before they start, I say, hey, do these three certifications if you can. And it is interesting. I was I used to often go through and I'd be like, oh, which one should I do? Or oh, it's all muddled up. Anyway, it's a lot easier to actually see what's going on. So well done, guys. That's a good improvement. Yeah, well done. And Craig, you should do some certifications. I know. Note to self, I'm so behind. Uh, note to myself too. <laughs> anyway, I think the key here, because there are so many certifications, make sure you go and see what's relevant to you and do those first before going on to the rest. And maybe there is other people that need to, within your team, for example, do different types of certifications. So the sales one, for example, is really good. You need to get the sales guys doing the sales certifications. So they can actually understand more about the CRM and how to manage things correctly. If they've got people working in marketing, then get them to the, so the social media one, for example, which I started and I haven't finished. But yeah. That's a great tip. Yeah. You know, I was, I was showing you some of my previous certifications yes. and the scores. Did you see the you one? You some goal scores, Craig. How do you score 110% out of 100? I had 48 out of 45. So they've obviously reduced the number of questions, but it kept my old score from whatever it was previously. Correct. Oh, fantastic. All right. On to our quote of the week, Craig. I'll just read this out. It's what most people call thinking is nothing more than rearranging pre-existing prejudices. Now, that's possibly William Fitzgibbon Oldham. It's probably not William James, who it's normally... Attributed to. Attributed to. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, uh, hashtag think better. All right, we've got a bonus item of the week. Oh, well, I was just going to talk about how we record because we did have someone ask what Correct. the show is and what our high-tech setup is. And it's so simple because we've got one Blue Yeti mic on a stand, admittedly, that Correct. we share. We both speak into. So we don't even have separate mics. I recorded on QuickTime on my laptop. Yes. We have probably the most basic setup. Correct. But it is a good microphone, which we've used the last It's a great microphone. Couple of years. But all the magic happens with Chris Mottram. Yes. So, yeah, we don't have fancy gear. Chris but is I think expert, in yeah. saying that, I think... What has been highlighted to us collectively is that when you get started and you're doing something consistently, I think we're now talking about upgrading equipment, but it's three years on, Craig, and I think it's served us really well and we've learned a lot of things and having somebody who understands what we're doing, like Chris, and guiding us along the way has helped massively. So. Yeah, he's given us a whole bunch of recommendations for equipment. It is time to go to the next level. What is it now? Three years we've been Three doing years. this? Correct. Time to upgrade our equipment. Yeah. Inbound 2019 will be four years. Oh, wow. Time flies. Well, on the happy note, Craig, if you have learned anything from this episode, I'd love you to take a screenshot on your phone and share it on Instagram, in your story, in your feed. Or, or just a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be fantastic. When I see that, gee, it makes my day. And if you've got anything and you want to be a part of the community, please let us know. Join in our Facebook group, ask questions, get insights into what's going on. And it is a great place to be. So I'll leave it there. So Craig, until next time. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hubshots. 
for show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.